host of the Max and Chris Show. Uh, happy 2024 New Year. We're sitting in our studio right now watching the snow fall and uh, have a special guest with us today, Josh Smith. Um, so Max kind of set this whole uh, interview up. So thanks for joining us, Josh. Josh Smith is a partner, co-founder of the Fulton Group. And um, from my understanding, kind of entrepreneurial and have your hands in a lot of other things, but that's kind of your main focus. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, thank you. I almost called you Josh Fulton for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you for coming in and it's snowing outside and taking the time to drive over here and yeah. got to meet the guys a second ago. And then now, now here we are. Yeah, no, thanks for, for having me. First podcast. Yeah, yeah first podcast. So this is very <laughs> uncharacteristic of me. So, uh, but I got a lot of respect for both you guys and uh, appreciate the opportunity to chat. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little... It's like this is weird, but it's it's kind of been fun too. And there's, gosh, we're getting more and more people that listen, which doesn't. I mean, it is what it is. It's, that part's fun too. But like, just to have the, I kind of look at it as like a, almost like a educational things for people to go out and listen to with different people that have been on. And I'll have different people come up and be like, "Hey, I listened to this one episode like three times. Fantastic!" So yeah. it, it's been fun. That's good. It's a nerd yeah. thing. Yeah. But fun. Yeah. It's fun. fun it's stuff. a fun hobby. Yeah. Fun hobby. hobby. I love it. And we yeah. do the unscripted method too, where we just wing it. <laughs> just, just wing it. it. I like that. I like that. That's good. So, we don't know where the conversation's gonna go. So I kind of just yeah, go, Josh, go. Perfect. Entertain Perfect. us. That's kind of I work best that way. So it's <laughs> no. be a good fit. And I guess kind of maybe let's start with um how you Grand where you started. I mean, were you born here in GR? Are you from yeah, the original born, born Butterworth Hospital, Grand Rapids. Um, yeah, grew up on the west side. Let me tell tell kind of story yeah. of. Uh, okay. Yeah, please. What, where, where, where do you want me to? Where, where, what, what, where do you come from? Yeah, what where do your parents from? do? And brothers, sisters, siblings, anything like that? Yeah. Cool. So, uh, grew up on the. Um, uh, stop me, please. I'll better run through a little. No, story. this is this so, is what this is for. We can go all day. Grew, oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I think I can go to you like one. Else to do today, I'm sure. <laughs> I can go to one. Uh, the uh, grew up on the on the west side of Grand Rapids. Um, a father, builder, uh, father and grandfather were builders, developers, real estate, real estate folks. So very blessed and fortunate to uh, grow up in and around the construction, construction trades, real estate, construction, you know, uh, brokerage uh, business. So. Um, yeah, uh, mostly when they were what they were doing single family. Yeah, single family, single family devel- development stuff. Uh, my dad uh, started out in a, as a painting contractor and then got into the uh, the real estate and the um, the construction business, um, and uh, you know ended up uh, you know doing condominium type developments and uh, single family lot developments and uh, d- you know just mainly on the residential side of, of real estate and development. So. Um, yeah, so I uh, grew up in the business, was very fortunate and blessed to be able to be part of the business my whole life. Um, my uh, my parents did a good job of um, uh, introducing me to the business uh, uh, and, uh, you know, letting me go out and, and work with them. Uh, I feel like I, I was in a lot of meetings way younger than I probably I was going to say, at what age were you like integrated uh, into the business side? I would say, honestly, my first like business real estate construction experience was probably eight, nine, ten years old. Wow. Um, and so I remember picking up 
two by fours uh, and uh, pieces of wood and, and, and the rubber bands that go around the shingle uh, shingle nail packs and whatever yep. On, yep. on one of my grandfather's uh, construction sites and getting done, putting stuff in a pile and uh, and uh, him coming and getting his wallet out and giving me a crisp $5 bill. And like, that was, yep. I think yeah. that was, if I had to put one moment, potentially that was the spur of an entrepreneurial piece. Like, wow, I can go pick all this up that I get. And then I get, yeah, so, that's great. So, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. What uh, kind of things did dad or grandpa, I mean, when, when they're already in real estate and you're kind of growing up in it, what was their perspective on it? Like as far as like the investment side of it or what drew them to it and types of things that they kind of pass on to you? That's a, that's a really good question because <clears throat> I think I've always been a pretty observant kid, observant person trying to look and size up the room, see what's going on, understand things. And also I think I'm a contrarian to, to a certain degree. Like you're going to go left. I'm going to go right. Just cause you're going left. That means I'm going right. Like, like I'm going to, I'm going to figure things out. So, um, was able to uh, absorb a lot from my dad and and what worked and what didn't work. Mm. Um, and as I matured and got older, obviously, was able to kind of make some of those decisions for myself. But to answer your question directly, uh, they were on the more, um, you know, uh, uh, new construction, build yep. it, sell it, develop it, sell it, turn it, versus the long-term buy, hold, hang on to it forever, yep. which is the direction I ultimately decided to go. And I can tell that story of why, but. Yeah. So, which is kind of funny because, and, and I don't, I, I mean, we've met a couple times on, I've gotten to spend some time with you and like, you know, for you to say you're a contrarian, it's interesting because you're very process oriented as well, which a lot of times you would expect that that person wouldn't be the contrarian. Yeah. But then you're taking it and looking at it. I love that. Like I, I say that too. Like if if the whole group's looking right and saying, "Guys, right's the way," and I can't help myself to be like, "Well, what about left? Right? Why right. doesn't left work?" I'm that guy, unfortunately, too. Yeah, I think that's uh, we can get into that too. But I think that's uh, that's what makes us uh, we, we you know opportunity right is yeah. where it starts. You got to find opportunity, and and opportunity is found where where most people are not looking. In my experience, um, so. Yeah. So grew up in the business. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I was old for my grade. Where'd you I go to high school? Went to Calvin Christian in Granville. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So <clears throat> I took, um, my standing joke is, uh, everything you really need to learn in life, you learn in kindergarten. And I took two years in kindergarten. So <laughs> I, 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 I figured some things out at a young age, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I went to the private school for kindergarten and parents walked me in there and, they do a test where they say, okay, little Joshy, we need you to take the trash can out, go put it in the hall, come back in, turn off the light, and sit back down by me, teacher says. So as the story goes, I go out, I, I take the trash can, I go out in the hall, and I never come back. So they say, you're not ready for not ready for uh, kindergarten. So my mom and dad are like, nonsense, he isn't. He's going to kindergarten. We got to get this kid out of so I went to the, for the job site yet. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I went to the, went to, took one year of kindergarten at the public school, and then I went to the private school for another year's kindergarten. Do you remember where you went? I went to Zinsser Elementary no, School. No, I mean, when you left with the trash bag. No, no. She's yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I'm good. I, mean, I, I don't even remember the event. It's the event as I, I understand it. So, um, I don't know what's going on that, but uh, no, that's good. You asked where that's I went perfect. To yeah. So then you went to you went to Calvin Christian, yep. um, high school, and then 
after that? Yeah, so in high school, I was old for my grade. That's right, I was Oh, yeah. Because I took yep. two years of kindergarten, right, so yep. I was really old. So in high school, I got my uh, builder's license. Oh, nice. Uh, so I was in high school because you got to be 18 years old to have a state license, right? But I was 18. So senior year, got my builder's license. And then uh, graduated high school, went to Lansing that summer and got my real estate license when I was uh, went graduated uh, high school. And, so you were, uh, you were already pre, I mean, you grew up in it, but you already knew what you were going to do. Yeah. I was there, was not a, a que- there wasn't even a question. Yeah, I've always had a you know, just a drive and a passion for going and, and, and making things happen and, and pushing. Um, and uh, so my parents, you know, whatever, I'm a junior, senior, they're like, hey, you probably should get a college degree. I, I, I go, well, I, I know what I want to do. I'm going to build some houses. I'm going to, you know, maybe buy some rental properties. I'm going to flip some stuff. Like, I got this figured out. They're like, well, you should probably, probably get a college degree. I go, all right, well, <clears throat> I'll get a, I went to the counselor or whatever it was at the time and they had a program through uh, community college in Ferris where you get like a, end up with a four-year degree in construction management. Yep. So I ended up going, yep. got a two-year associates or something at, at GRCC and then went uh, through through downtown Ferris, got a, ended up with a four-year degree. It's uh, called a bachelor's degree, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, from... Um, Ferris in construction management. So, uh, but all the while putting myself through uh, GRCC and Ferris, I am stepping out of class to put a real estate transaction together or buying. I did a lot of uh, like uh, were you, infill. Were you doing stuff. you? So at this point, you're you're not even doing like third party brokerage. You're just doing your own deals. Even then, no, I was doing like typical residential real estate agent okay. type business right okay. so uh was fortunate again and, and blessed to have my father's brokerage and uh, there's a couple agents in there and he said I'll, I'll hire you and so i was doing regular like real estate residential real estate type transactions and doing um like buy it fix it flip it yep. and, and yep. one of the things i did um quite a bit of in the city was um buy a house with a with a uh, adjoining parcel uh, fix up that house, sell it off, keep the lot next to it, and then build a spec house. Like you've seen thousands of them or hundreds of them. Where was your first transaction that you bought flipped? Um, boy, I think it was uh, on. Uh, it's in Wyoming. I don't remember the name of the street, okay. uh, but in Wyoming, it was just a little tiny house. Bought it, went over there. Put it all together and sold it. I don't. I don't know. Doing doing your own labor <laughs> yeah, on it too, say, or you, like uh, yeah, painting doing the, labor, right? Yeah. I was. I um, <clears throat> one of the things my dad did was shipped me off with um, other friends that he had in the business that were carpenters, builders, developers, whatever. So at, at that point, when I graduated high school, I had installed. I don't know. 40 kitchens. I built 40, 50, 60, uh, you know, decks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could, I could do all that. So you stuff. got your yeah. bachelor's degree from Ferris, but you already had your master's degree in, yeah. in yeah. real estate at this point. I mean, yeah. you're, and then yeah. going, pushing into actually doing it. Yeah. That's at 18 was your first transaction. Uh, yeah. 18. I think I was 19 when I graduated, uh, the summer, my birthday's in July. So I graduated high school, turned 19. No kidding. Yeah. Golly, every time I hear, like, even, like, we we had Calvin Beakey on. I don't know if you yeah, listen to that. that one. He flipped, yeah. like, 150 yeah. houses this year. Yeah. And super impressive kid. And, like, he he's younger than, he was younger think, than us, yeah. right? Like, 30? Yeah. yeah. He said he's like, 32. 32, so, yeah. I'm yeah. 35. And you're yeah. just like, goodness, you're so far behind. <laughs> but then you kind of have to, like, 
You can't you, you can't play the comparison game. No, no you I can't. Mean, you're on your own like, journey at the end of the well, day. Well, especially with the what we do and we're hanging out with all, all we do is you're hanging out with people that are own businesses and yeah. real estate and development and you're talking about a certain category of people and you start playing the comparison game you get sad quick <laughs> i heard this one the other day it really resonated with me it said don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 18 yep. and it just it, it really stuck with me because uh, i think we all do that no matter what level we're at right wherever, wherever sure we're you at. were doing that when you were 18 you were comparing yeah. yourself to the 25 the 35 person. year old yeah. or yeah. vice versa yeah. and yeah that's yeah. still i mean to have done that at 18 and and i was even thinking like you know, oh, oh, wait, and all that opportunity. Yeah. Like for me, I, that's how old I was. I had just graduated college and I was playing junior hockey and I didn't even really understand. And you're like, man, you just, yeah. I w- you yeah. wish that you knew any of that, but I was yeah. just in my own little hockey bubble. I was very fortunate and blessed to be a, a graduate high school in 2001, right? So uh, I had five, six, seven years under my belt of uh, before the 2008. Oh, yeah hit right 2007 8 9 okay um so uh it was a lot of good lessons in that in those years so you went 18 years old right to fair 19 years old to ferris you did that four years the whole way you're doing fix and flips buy sell representing third-party yep. standard residential broker what was the brokerage yep. uh, a- grand valley uh grand valley realty okay okay yeah is that still around? Is, there, uh, is no. that assumed by you or anything? No, okay. No. Um, so I uh, no, not 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 still around. Dad's uh, semi-retired, retired, and uh, all that kind of kind of shut down. So and was that ultimately what Dad ended up doing? Was going from construction, new build to straight brokerage, or um, what did he? The brokerage was more of a uh, add-on to service the construction and development. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. he's doing his own. He's building enough houses. Hey, yeah. I'm going to start my own real estate team exactly. that sells them. Now. Exactly. And I yep. was fortunate to be able to plug into that. So it's hard That's to awesome. compete with that for a broker when the developer, cause they know the property better than yeah. anybody knows yeah. that property. Yeah. The construction slash development team. Yeah. And so then if you bolt that on, it's hard to compete with that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, so put myself through school all in Grand Rapids. I think I went up to Big Rapids for a couple classes um, towards the year four or five or whatever it was. Um, but uh, yeah, and then just putting deals together, having fun, learning a lot. Um, you know, <laughs> going to zoning board meetings, right, to, to, to get uh, variances for infill lots um, and uh, just d- different things, right? Learning how to read title work and, and, and um, uh, I mean, you name it, you, you know everything that's involved in that. So at a young age, it's, it's, it, was, it was fun to be able to learn all that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you went through it. So you're do your first deal, let's say, yep. right? And then that's what, 2001, you said, 2002? Yeah, 2001, 2002. Okay. Yep. So then what, what's kind of the next step? Are you doing brokerage for how long? So, um, yeah, so in 2003, so a couple of years in, I met uh, what would become a, a good friend and my business partner of 20 years. We celebrated our 20-year wow. business partnership, friendship anniversary last year. So okay. I, we didn't ever do it, but I said, hey, I think I should take you out for dinner or something, go on a 20-year <laughs> anniversary day. So, uh, good, uh, so I'm in the real estate business. 
uh, doing doing this real estate stuff, and uh, who would become a good friend and partner of mine uh, at, around that same time in 2001, two three, got into the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. So our our friendship and partnership started as a typical real estate agent mortgage yep, lender yep. referral relationship, and um, and so uh, there's. Um, uh, my business partner's name is Kevin Kevin Polakovich. Uh, been partners for um, for twenty years, and we met through a real estate agent in my dad's office. Is that, that who I met coming through the restaurant? Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah okay. that was Kevin. Yep, that yep. was our. We call that our annual Christmas party. So oh, it's just the, the two of the us two we get together and <laughs> make yeah. notes on what happened that year and, uh, and put great. it in the archives. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so that was Kevin. Okay. So we met early on through a real estate agent that was in my dad's office that it, her name was Kathy. Kathy and Kevin did a transaction together and Kathy was blown away by Kevin's uh, service, uh, whatever it was, and said, hey, I got this new kid named Josh Smith that, that uh, you should meet. And so Kathy put us together, which is, which is just a constant reminder in, in my business and, 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 and life that you're one relationship away, you're one introduction away, you're one coffee away from a potential uh, lifelong friendship, partnership, opportunity, whatever it may be, which I think is good in a business we're in because you guys know better than I do in the business that you're in, but like you guys make a lot of calls. You make yep. a lot of meetings. You do a lot of things. Yep. And sometimes you can go to 10 meetings and all of a sudden you're like, geez, this, this like week or month really sucked. Like, I, I don't know if I'm making any progress or getting any traction here on yep. whatever it is that you're trying to do. And so having that, that hope, that entrepreneurial, that drive, that passion, that, hey, it could be the next one, right? That's what makes it good. good. It's, a, it's addicting and it's a, you chase that, but then it's also like, it also keeps you going in a sense of like, once it happens a couple times, you're like, this could be the next one. So I have to, yeah. Yeah. like I have to, because if I don't, Chris will, yeah. or somebody else will, yeah. or that next hungry guy will. So it's like, yeah. I have to, I have to, I have to. Yeah. So it can get away from you. It's a balance too, but. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hundred percent with you. So, you, you, Chris, I think asked, okay, what was it? So then you do that, and then what's the next thing? So I introduced uh, that, that, and, and we get we get introduced and we connect. That kind of became the next thing in my career, if you will, because we did it. We Kevin and I did a lot of business together, but um, we also uh, the joke I make is I'm the break and he's the gas pedal in our in our relationship and our partnership. Right? I'm the put the pick on the burger processes system structure procedure. He's the hey let's just let's just go do this. Like what, what you're worried about too many details, but that makes a good good partnership, right? It's good check and balances. Yeah, and so with that said, we we um, <clears throat> we took a drive one day and we went up to uh, Pentwater, Ludington, Manistee area. And we stumbled across a six and a half acre parcel on Lake Michigan with 270 foot of frontage. And that was the the start of what would become a company that we partnered on and, and started was called Lake Michigan Cottage Builders. And so over the course from, I don't know, whatever it was, 2003, four, five through 2008, we, um, we built, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 uh, cottages up on Lake Michigan. And um, are these spec builds? Then? Yeah, spec builds. builds. Spec yeah. builds. Okay. yeah. Uh, so it's just it's, there's some stories in that too, right? <laughs> so we said, hey, let's 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 buy this. So yeah, we started out 
with six and a half acres on Lake Michigan. What type of price range are you talking for the the cottages? Um, I want to say they were eight nine hundred. Uh, I know the last one we we did because it was the most painful one because we completed it in October of two thousand and eight. Oh no! Yeah. yeah. So that was that one was one one point eight. Uh, all all custom or spec, spec? Like true spec. Here's what you're true spec. It up fully and, fully furnished. Um, uh, built built out. So um, yeah, I can jump to that. So so we did we did a bunch of bunch of stuff up there, right? And we get we're we're so proud of it. This is awesome. It's this beautiful cottage. It's right on Lake Michigan, zero steps, right? So no bluff, fully furnished. We have a real estate agent open house for all the local real estate agents in October of 2008. $1.8 million. We're like, ooh, this isn't, this isn't good. This, this might not go well because as you guys might recall, the, 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 the buyers dried up like what, that. What'd you have into it? Do you remember your basis? Well, so... <clears throat> I don't remember the exact number, sure. but um, one of the things that has been one of our core principles is um, don't quit your day job. Like, we can get into this down down the way, Please, but, like, uh, but like, I always had my day job, and Kevin always had his day job. His day job was a mortgage business, owns a fantastic mortgage shop called Treadstone Mortgage in, in Grand Rapids, yep. right in downtown. Yep. And I always had my day job, which was a company called the Front Porch Group, which we did renovations and new construction um, and got into renovation loan-funded remodels all around the state. And anyway, so <clears throat> every dollar we made from the Lake Michigan Cottage Builders stayed right there. Yep. We didn't need that to, to, to put bread on the table, if you will. And so we were fortunate enough, and both of us so both of us have always been fiscally responsible and sound, that we we it sucked, but we could take a haircut if we needed to because we yep. were in a good yep. spot. Yeah. So <clears throat> we bad situation, but not a not a complete yep. desperation. Yeah. We're yeah. O- completely lifestyle over leverage type situation. Right. Hundred yep. percent. So, um, <clears throat> so October two thousand eight gets gets done. One point eight million. Put put the sign in the yard. We had one showing oh, the following June. And we sold it for I think one point three or one point four. So took a four or five hundred thousand dollar haircut, but we're moving on. <clears throat> so we, we 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 sold it. We moved on. Um, at that point, are you like pausing all projects then, or any at, new construction <clears throat> stuff? At that point, great great question, Chris. At that point, <clears throat> it's um, uh, March, April, May, June of two thousand nine, right? And um, <clears throat> we uh, see the opportunity, or maybe it was t- 2008 is when we finished it. So prior, let me back up, prior yeah, to that, uh, well, we were finishing that up there uh, in the Ludington area. We saw the opportunity for the, uh, what would become the Fulton Group in that we looked at each other. We're like, okay, it, it, what I can buy this single family home or duplex in City of Grand Rapids for twenty thousand dollars, eighteen thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars. What what am I missing here? This, what have they been? So you you've been and you had your education, and this is this is why you get to see the opportunities. You've seen what the prices had been, what it cost to build new. I mean, what, what if not perfectly, but what was the average house maybe you were selling if similar style Grand Rapids single family home? I mean, 
what would pre two thousand eight? Yeah, pre two thousand eight, I remember representing buyers, and it was really really tough to find them something that um, was good, if you will, for uh, under a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So like like I, I would be curious to go back and look at that data. So, I don't think there was many homes that sold under a hundred thousand dollars. So your new home that similar style, yeah. two hundred thousand dollars at then at that point. Uh, at that or, point one one fifty, one forty nine nine. Okay. I remember selling a lot of those things okay. that I was I was building, right? So we look at each other like, well, this really sucks up north, right? This is a lesson in compartmentalizing, we right? Butt, we just got yeah, our butts or, kicked. Or, yeah, or we're about to get it kicked. And, 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 but yeah, we gotta go down this other road over here because this opportunity is is, is fantastic. And we looked at each other and we go, by the way, what the heck have we been doing the last five, six years? <clears throat> what do I mean? Well, okay, we go buy this property. We go build it on spec. We go furnish it. And then we put a sale, sign the front yard and we sell it and we make a hundred thousand bucks, 50,000, 200,000, whatever it yep. is. Yep. We're working ourselves out of a job yep. and we're taking all this risk all the, the the time, all the talent, all the whatever, to to, to make a check for a hundred thousand dollars and forty percent goes yeah, to fifty percent of it's gone, forty yep. percent of it's gone. Yep. And so we looked at each other and we kind of like chuckled. We're like, I mean, we're, we're, we got this all wrong. We got to go do this thing called what we what would become the Fulton Group. Why why, why not have fifty thousand dollars a month? Why not have a hundred thousand dollars a month yep. coming in? Did you why? have rentals at this point? No. No rentals. No. You're doing the high-end spec of the cottages. Yeah. I mean, you saw the pricing and everything, and is that the f- the switch only? Or, I mean, or, or were you seeing somebody else do it, or what? Uh, uh, no, that was that was a switch. It just it just it just didn't make sense. Like, uh, how uh, how can I how can I, uh, this I can buy this house for twenty thousand dollars, put another twenty thousand dollars into it, and and I can rent it for eight hundred dollars a month, thousand dollars a month. Like, what, what am I what am I what am I missing here? Yeah. So, like, it just was it's so, so it's so simple that I'm almost like at like uh, you're like waiting for like this like. Magic yeah, what am I algorithm that you put together, but it's so simple that it's. Uh, but to go back to your point earlier, where you say, "Okay, I'm everyone's looking left, now I'll look right." Yep. Right? Everyone's probably telling you at the same time, like, "You can't be buying real estate right yep. now. Don't be getting into yep. it. I don't care what the price is. You're going to lose." Yep. Well, you don't know. <laughs> you're spot on. Everybody from everybody. Like, uh, right, bankers to uh, vendors to uh, people, everybody. Like, what, what, what are you doing? I, I look at and I you go, don't know if it's the bottom, though. Like, that's yeah, what everyone— How much cheaper can it get? I don't know. No, but yeah, yeah 100%. But that's where the contrarian part comes, yeah. because there was a lot of people going, I don't know if it could go cheaper. Or yeah. Not. yeah. We looked at it and we said, um, we built our whole model on 60 times monthly rent. So what do I mean by that? Um, we, if we have, um, if we have, if I have six hundred dollars a month, if I have a thousand dollars a month coming in, I can afford to be uh, sixty thousand dollars all in on this property. And today, that metric and valuation is like one hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty times monthly rent. And so it's just like I'm a I'm a simple guy. Honestly, I don't I don't know that I could tell you how to calculate a cap rate. 
like as silly as that is, like yeah. I can and whatever, I, some sort of triangle or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. But like back then, we just looked at the basics of it, and like I kept it really, we, we kept it real simple. Like this just doesn't, this, I, I don't understand. I can get all my money back in sixty months, yeah. which is which is what, what what that what that metric and, is. And you're focusing all on single family at this point. Single family, duplex, residential, small stuff. <clears throat> onesie twosies just is that, trying to hit a lot is that of who got I mean why why did you focus on that in the market because there was opportunity in every sector at this point but why just because of it was the simplicity of it and the simplicity. dollar value to get in yeah simplicity dollar value uh, what what we knew what we felt comfortable in yeah. Um, he's doing mortgages all day for the last 10 years yeah. or eight years on I'm Treadstone. Doing you're yeah. already doing yeah. the construction. I was going to say, how are you sourcing those deals then? Uh, the on the MLS. Okay. Yeah, we, we weren't MLS. going direct to banks. Okay. That's a good question. We, we, we were just, they were whatever was, was posted and listed. And one of the things that we provided to the uh, real estate agents that had them listed and the banks ultimately is certainty of close, mm. which is just, which is how we go to market today, Max. You smile at that. Yeah. Because, like, when we go under contract with something today, <clears throat> we close. I can't think of one property in the last 20 years that once we went under contract, we didn't close on. Yeah. Like, and so what we did back then was, um, uh, we we would a property would hit the market and we would we would be the buyer because we were buying a lot and we knew a lot of the agents and took the time to build relationships with yeah. them. The price had to be right and 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 all those things. But we they knew when they got an offer from us, it was going to close yeah. and it was going to close quick. Hi, I'm Max Grover from the Max and Chris Show. Introducing Excite Commercial Management, a change built for today's market. At Excite Commercial Management, your professional property management team ensures a memorable tenant experience. Real-time updates through digital portals create an efficiency for both the landlord and tenants. Excite Commercial Management is exclusively committed to property management, distinguishing itself from being a mere background auxiliary of a larger organization. Instead, it proudly stands as the central mission of Excite itself. I trust Excite for my property management, and you should too. For more information, visit ExciteCM.com. ExciteCM.com. Are you guys financing these deals or are you or are you doing cash at this point? Or what how are you because it is OA, I'm sure the lenders and even Treadstone can't touch a lot of deals. Yeah. So uh, we we had a little bit of cash, each one of us, but nowhere uh, near what we needed to, to put put things together. So we borrowed um, borrowed money from uh, acquaintances, friends, family, whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> and I remember some of those conversations uh, because, to your, your point, uh, we know what everybody. No one wanted to touch the product. Yeah. And so what we said was, "Hey, listen, we'll we'll pay you eighteen percent interest. We want a one year note. We'll, we'll we'll sign over a quick claim deed that don't record it unless I get hit by a bus or something goes bad. Just we'll get that back. We'll do a note. We'll do a a, 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 a mortgage, and we're going to pay eighteen percent. And some of our uh, investors, if you will, um, like, no, you don't need to pay me 18%. We said, no, we're going to pay 18%. This is a good deal for us, a good deal for you. We want you to be rewarded. There's risk and whatever. So we borrowed, uh, you know, I don't know, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars 500000 in um, short-term money and, and, and 
paid people back with with you know as yeah. we would, as we would turn them. So uh, yeah, we uh, but it was bootstraps. Make no mistake, it was it was all you can eat. Um, it was. Uh, uh, we were just we were getting after it, buying everything everything we could, and I think it's important early on. <clears throat> we uh, uh, very early on we established some uh, principles, if you will, and so number one was uh, you could buy Max. You said you could buy anything anywhere at that time. Why why residential? Why whatever? So we said, well, to that point, we're going to only buy in two key areas. We're going to buy in kind of the lower west side area down by Grand Valley State uh, and kind of Fulton and Lake, Lake Michigan Drive and that whole area. We're going to concentrate there because we saw a huge amount of value in where those properties were priced and proximity to what was up and coming, we thought, on the west side, which turned out to be we got lucky there. Um, <clears throat> that was area one. And area two was kind of the Upper East Side. So like East Hills, uh, Lake Drive, Fulton, yep, Diamond, yep. Eastern, all those streets. <clears throat> and what so that was, was, what was the focus? Why that area? Um, because again, it was uh, undervalued comparatively, okay. we, we felt. And we loved the vibe of Wealthy Street and Lake Drive and you yeah. know, kind of the backside or the, the side towards downtown and, or East Town. And for people... Most are most our listeners are from West Michigan, but not all of them. I mean, both those areas have exploded yeah. over the last ten years. Yeah. Really, I mean, even on the commercial side, you know, rents going from what like twelve bucks a square foot for retail to yeah. now thirty, forty bucks a square foot yeah. in retail, and some of those little boutique yeah. shops. Even it's wild. Yeah. So that that was yeah. Um, and when you went to the Lower West Side, so Grand Valley was there. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else really even looking at the West Side, saying, "Okay, there's potential"? Like, what, what was Bridge Street like? Why I think about that? Yeah, um, <clears throat> Swift printing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> all those buildings were now. The, what year the was Frederick. the YMCA? What year did that go? Uh, up? That was, I think, that was there. Yeah, I think that was there. Um, all the all the stuff south of uh, Fulton, I don't think was there. I think the only thing that was there on the Grand Valley campus portion was the the, the student housing yep, or whatever yep. right there um but none of that other stuff was there so i'm sure there were some people you know looking there or whatever but yeah. we just we just we, we thought we thought we'd do it and um, there were certainly an opportunity to buy higher priced homes that were in better condition um yeah. but I, I, okay I, I guess back then we said okay i can buy four houses for twenty thousand dollars piece or i can buy one eighty thousand dollar house well i guess i'll take quant- quantity over quality yeah. and that's that's what we had to do what were so. some of those red flags that you said back in the day like we're not gonna touch this house were there any like deal breakers or you're like i no. just can't get in there was it it really wasn't okay. it was it was uh I'm sure there was a couple where we, we passed on, but um, what we what we ended up doing. So, principle one, number one of found, founding the Fulton Group was, uh, or one I don't know this particular order, but one of them was we're going to buy in those two key neighborhoods. And one of the one of the things was you know you always hear like don't buy the best house on the worst street or vice versa, whatever that is. Well, when you own you know uh, when there's 20 houses on the street and you're able to buy 18 of them, you can over improve them and 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 and, and make them nice. Lift right? the whole so, neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So that was number one. We're going to buy in those two key areas. Second thing is we're going to over-improve these properties, mm. meaning 
like virtually all of our properties have granite countertops, not a stitch of carpet, all hardwood floors. Um, we put all new kitchens, all new windows, all new furnace, all like we basically gutted a lot of these properties and rebuilt them. Why? Because we could. I, w- back then, it's hard to believe today, but back then, you I could call my plumber at, on Tuesday at three in the afternoon and he'd uh, say, hey, got this project. He would be there at eight o'clock the next day in the morning, right? And so, um, so we over-improved these properties. That was, that was kind of number, number, um, number two. And, and with that, we said, I don't ever want to own a property or rent a property that I myself wouldn't live in. And so we, we, we had this idea that why not, given the opportunity of what we have here, buy these things and over-improve them, make them, make them really, really nice. So that was number two. Second, the third thing was I... Uh, I believe that nobody cares about your stuff as much as you care about your stuff. Whether it's your family, your bank account, your car, your bicycle, whatever it is, right? Um, And so we said, we need to build our own property management. We need to build our own brand because we're not going to we're not going to be able to just sub this out. No one's going to care about this as much as we do. And our initial goal was to get to 40 units. And so we said, if we can get to 40 units at $100 a month, we can afford a $4,000 a month salary. Let's hire a property manager again, because I had my day job. Yep. And his day job, right? You didn't have to live. You weren't living on that. And you weren't expecting to live on that income. It was extra and investment value so you can continue to put it back into the business yeah and that's one of the you know i get a lot of questions from people uh, that say hey what's how do i do this or whatever and this is an analogy i use it's it's investment property right you don't you don't send a 500 or a thousand or 200 or whatever it is you don't send money to your bro your like uh, stock broker or uh, investment manager guy or gal, you don't send them money every month and then call them the next month and say, hey, I want my distribution. (laughs) No, you give them more. You invest in it, right? Why do we all do the opposite when it comes to investment property, real estate? So like, Uh think about that, right? It's just, it's interesting. So we've always taken the approach of we're we're going to, we're investing in this and I'm not going to quit my day job. Because that's what's gonna that's what's gonna do it. But, but put the food on the table. But we're gonna we're gonna continue to invest in this. Kevin and I <clears throat> invested in this business for seven years, eleven months, and five days before we ever took a paycheck. And it was a it was like a five thousand dollar paycheck to help us pay some uh, income tax. Yeah. But I, I literally I literally have that in an email um, to Kevin because I'm like, hey, it's been seven years, eleven months, and five days since we started this business. Uh, aren't you? Aren't we? We're doing great here. We got our first five thousand dollar distribution check because every red cent went back into the business. So what and, what year was that? Seven years well, in, we started. Tech, we'll start date was May first, two thousand eight, for the Fulton Group. So what, I, don't, I don't. Which at what point in this process, and maybe I'm skipping ahead too far on it, but like of buying these single family homes, um, what part did you go like this is working or this makes? I mean, what part did you really say like this? Let's double down, or was there not that moment? You just kind of kept on that same path, or yeah. I guess, like, when did you feel like 
it worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, because there's always that point, I feel like, in investment where it's like, you don't know going in for certain, otherwise, everyone would do it. Yeah. And it's like, it worked. Yeah, I think I'm proving that out every day, even today, right? <laughs> it's keeps, still in process. Going and, yeah, um, the, a healthy fear that it could all be gone tomorrow, I think, is is good, right? And so um, uh, not resting on your laurels or whatever analogy you want to use is kind of my mindset. Like, um, we got to keep fresh. We got to keep after it. We got to keep our team put together. We got to keep, uh, you know, adding value to 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 everybody. We got to keep on our toes. We got to keep looking at the next opportunity. It's just, it's just back then it was a lot smaller ship than it is today, right? Mm-hmm. But I have more responsibility today than I had yesterday and day before, and and so on. So, I think. Um, I don't know that there was one thing or catalyst that said, wow, this is working. It was just kind of validation as we went through. Okay, Got yeah. some renovations done. Wow, we leased our first property. Okay, someone does want to rent, yeah. rent what we, we produce, right? Okay, wow. Right, back 2008, we, we had to go to like six banks to get to get a, a million bucks a piece or whatever it was, right? That's not the case today. But back then, no one wanted what we were building yeah. and developing. And, and, and we were told, hey, we love you. It's great. Just the board has no interest in, in, in lending on this. Okay, and, great. And it's, yeah, a, so. it's a hard. It's hard for the the lender, anyways. Like, hey, I've got a package of single family and duplexes. Now I have to put a mortgage on. I don't know how many houses you're up to at this point, but right. even if it's twenty five, that's a lot of work for yeah, yeah. the title company and lender to yeah underwrite. Yeah. So um, we've narrowed that into a few banking relationships. As as yeah, right, right, right. Some of our first notes, we were we were closing that were probably I think eight eight and a half percent. Right. That was a that was a funny thing too. Right. We'd we'd go we'd go get these properties and we'd <clears throat> we'd I don't know pick the numbers. We'd buy it for forty and we put forty into it. Right. So we're eighty thousand dollars in. We'd call the banker and say, Hey, we got this property. It's great. We'd walk them through. Okay, great. Let's get an appraisal. Appraisal comes back at. 70,000 bucks uh, or whatever, right? Okay, and then they'd say, hey, we'll give you um, 65, 60% yep, of that. Like, yeah. Oh, how many crickets? And, uh, oh, by the way, the rate's 8.5%. Like, okay. So back then, we're like, uh, the joke was, we would always ask, okay, hey, is there, is there anything you can do on that rate? No. Okay, where do I sign? Like, that's <laughs> big, 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 yeah. it was the only option, right? They, so, so right. No competition, right? Yeah. Good, good, good management, good sales asks. So, um, so those were the those are the principles. Only buy in a couple of key areas, and where we can get some real real grasp of what we're doing. Um, create our own management, over improve the properties, and the fourth and final piece that was the real kicker to the whole thing was, we said we are going to. We don't know what this market's going to do. So we are going to pay down our debt as aggressively as possible, which goes to the seven years, 11 months, and five days thing. Every red cent went back into the business. and Which um, also makes you contrarian. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but we didn't know what we didn't know. And there's things today, right? I don't know what I don't know. I just want to be protected. I don't know what the next COVID is going to be that that might cause issues. Sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the next, whatever, you name it. And so um, we paid down debt very, very aggressively. Our bankers liked it. That was good. It made us feel good. We were able to do it. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's still, we're still doing that to this day. 
Just out of curiosity, what was you, you mentioned earlier that you called a plumber like on, let's say, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. He was there Wednesday morning. Yeah. What was your typical turnaround time from, okay, we purchased the property to construction there I've the next put, day? I've put the $40,000 yeah. into it. What, and what did that construction timeline look like? I know it probably varied quite a bit just based on the house, but. Yeah, um, yeah, a couple, two, three, four months, depending on <laughs> what, what it was, right? Um, I don't know. And it probably, it probably hasn't changed much, though, because yeah. you have your own crew. I was going to say, you have your own crew. scale. Uh, yeah. You have yeah. your own crews. Uh, and we, yeah, well, a couple things. I, I don't have the answers to some of these questions. No, yeah, because I, I, I don't um, expect you to. I, uh, I, I, you know, I try to... Uh, I had a saying back then when a day feels like a decade, right? It, we were we were going, and it, it was like, gosh, I remember coming home and saying, you know, what? Geez, today felt like it was like ten years into one. Like I can't tell you how many things hit me, and like, ah, just, and you're like, for what? Because yeah. everything's going back into the business. Yeah, so you're just yeah. killing so, yourself yeah. for what? So I've wiped for a lot what? of those things out of my memory. So, just <laughs> out of whatever. Yeah. Right? So, um, sorry. It, they say so women much. do that with pregnancy too. Like, yeah, yeah. just I, completely I, wipe it out of their memory. So. Yeah, it, it has to be something special there because it's, uh, yeah, go through it once, then go through it twice, three times. It's tough. On your four steps that you talked about, one the one that, hey, like we're going to just stay in this one group or this one, so these sections that we, we've identified, how hard is it to not get distracted by other opportunity, other areas to chase? Because I'm sure at some point it's it's grown, that pro, that area, that base, We've done a lot here. You feel like maybe prices have come up around you. How do you not start then chasing outside of that and getting distracted outside of the the mission? Uh, we did. Okay. We did, but we corrected it when we, you know, saw this opportunity. I remember we bought a house in Howard City for like seven thousand dollars or something. It's big old, big old. Historic if you got an answer, you're good nope, too. We nope, can pause. Nope. Um, big old historic. Sorry. No, we can um, pause this anytime. So. Okay. Um, the. Um, Big old historic house in Howard City that we we ended up selling or whatever, but so we we got distracted here or there. Yeah. Um, Did you ever get distracted to jump into the commercial side? Um, no, no. We, I think it was a comfort level. We didn't know. What we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but I will say in two thousand thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere in there, as prices went up, I remember Kevin and I having a conversation like, "Hey, what's not dollar cost average on the way up?" Let's fix some things that are broken in the business. Let's take a pause. And that was okay. Yeah. Because in hindsight, right, it was a mistake. Uh, well, I don't know if it was a mistake, but in hindsight, it was a mistake. But hey, we're buying all these houses the last five years at 20, 30, 40,000. Now they're 60, 80, 100,000. Ah, oh, that sucks. Right? <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. But yeah. we would take a pause, right? Two steps forward, one step back and fix some things that were broken in the business. I, we, uh, to this day, we have things that are broken in the business. I think we all do. Yep. So to, 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 you know, uh, come back and, and, and pause and do that um, was was helpful to, to restructure, resituate, and kind of get it, get our base put together. So another another like thought on all of this for me that I find interesting is like somebody's like if you had one share of Amazon stock or you know if you put twenty thousand dollars in Amazon stock back then and wrote it all the way through to today, you would be worth X. But no one ever says, well, yeah, what are the chances that you didn't sell it four or five different times throughout that period on that upswing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how many of you guys, how many of these properties have you sold that you've originally purchased? Uh, three, four, five. 
And we regret every single one of them. Yeah. Out of how many that you've, and maybe you don't want to talk about numbers of purchase homes or not, but. That's, that's fine. Um, yeah, we sold three, four, five, because for one reason or another, we needed the cash or we sure. thought it was the right, right thing to do. Um, right. You know, uh, it's not fun when you're, uh, you know, you're, that analogy of it, you got 80,000 into it, it appraised at 70,000 and give you 60%. Yeah. Okay, well, well, where's that? How do we make the difference up? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that that's 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 a handful, and I drive by them today and go, ah, I should have never sold that thing. I sold it for one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and it's worth two fifty now or whatever it is. But, but there's something okay. to that too, because it's like it, people, other people have or buy whatever it might be, and on that up, they're exiting at some point, and there's got to be that. Have you guys even considered it, or yeah. you're just like you've got the vision, and we're we're. 20 years, for, 20 years from now, 30, generational, these will be here for in a trust forever? What, what's yeah. that part of it? Um, how do you get, how do you stay, because, right, you did go through a weight, and you're like, well, they could come down, and I guess that's where you do your debt pay down portion to prevent that, but, I mean, like, take some chips off the table type thing. Is it worth it? Is it not? I'm done some math on that and I, uh, several years ago I looked at the whole thing and I think I would need after after our cost basis is so low yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and we've been depreciating these for uh, you know 15 years now so the cost basis is, on the books is, is ridiculously low so I think I did that I need like a 23 percent return in, in in some other investment if, if we sold everything paid the tax and, and whatever so Fortunately, unfortunately, I think we're stuck. Like I don't think we can we can ever afford to sell them. You look at the tax, your the property yeah. tax basis, property tax I, alone. I, I do the math on that, and our co- our, our basis on a tax, and the, the, the next buyer that that's not going to make sense. Um, so I think our plan is hang on to it forever. And, and I mean, yeah. you've seen it, uh, you've had to see some of the houses go from twenty five thousand to two hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. So adding a zero to it, it's you wild. know, the biggest thing that I'm working on right now and have been working on the last four or five years is my team, because I'm a, I'm a big believer and I see this and I think you guys probably see this in what you do every single day. The real estate has no value if you can't properly manage it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so my, I got, we got the best business. I got the best team in the business really do. And, um, we we have systems and procedures. We were talking about that prior mm-hmm. to this, um, but we have we have some, some great people to to to, to manage this stuff. So um, that's what gets me out of bed. That's what motivates me today um, is continuing to pour into my people. Um, I have a wonderful team of eleven people, um, and uh, I know that if I if we can't grow. Um, they're not going to be with me because I need to be the guy that provides opportunity for them yeah, right? yeah. to grow and advance their career. We all want that. Some at different paces and at different yeah. levels. And so um, it's, uh, we're going to continue to grow and, and continue to buy things. And we're, we're working on continuing to do that so that we can provide opportunities. And I think that is the piece that is the sustainable sustainability of the business right now when you say, okay, well, you're going to own these forever. Okay, well, how are you going to do that, right? Well, I'm not going to even come close to doing that without a wonderful team of people. Yeah. And so that to me, our, we, have, we have a lot of assets in real estate, but my biggest asset is the people. 
Um, and so that's, that's what I'm focused on. And I think that's the piece that can uh, allow me to say, hey, we're going to hold these things forever. Yeah. Push it to that next level and yeah. building. So yeah. it was a broker who introduced you to Kevin, your business partner, yeah. right? Yeah. How did you get introduced to most of your team members? I mean, was it acquaintances? Was it? Yeah, I'm just think, ticking in my yeah. head right now. So Monica's our controller. She's 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 fantastic. Um, and we uh, that was uh, I don't know some ad or some zip recruiter or some some whatever okay. there. Yep. Uh, um, uh, Caleb on her team and Nikki on her her team. Caleb was I think some sort of an ad or whatever. Nikki was an acquaintance of of, of somebody. Um, Max, our operations guy, um, uh, I had worked with a company that he worked for. It was one of our framing contractors, mm-hmm. and he was their, their main guy. So I remember meeting him 10 years ago at Mr. Berger on Plainfield on a Saturday morning, having breakfast with him, trying to recruit him back then to come into my front porch group business. And I'm in hindsight, I'm really glad he didn't because I, I, I've, I've gotten better, and he's gotten better, and we re- reconnected. Um, we stayed in contact, but four or five years ago, he's been with us now. So awesome. that's that. Um, uh, yeah, Olivia, uh, Olivia in our office. So I don't know if that helps, but yeah. she, she was uh, she was a tenant. Her her boyfriend was actually a tenant, and she came in to sign the lease with him. And Olivia's fantastic, and so that's how she was found. And I could go on, but yeah. that's that, that's some some version of. For the most part, I'd probably say 60, 70% were like some connection, uh, not just an ad. Yeah, with that and it being an investment, right, once again, and keeping your day jobs, but hey, this Fulton Group is our investment. This is our whatever, this is what we're investing into. Adding staff and adding overhead how do you make a decision like that as far as like, hey, like cost benefit of growth of overhead versus lean and mean? Um, <clears throat> it's a great question. Just we just uh, we just make the right decision. Um, I, 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 uh, I, the, the benefit of I don't think this can be overstated, underlooked, whatever, whatever it would be. We own everything we manage. We yep. do not manage properties for anybody else. Yep. And so that's that's a big deal, I, I, I personally think, because we're, we're making all those decisions. And so we're going to make a decision to hire someone based on, do we think we need more care for our properties? And do we think our current team is at capacity, uh, below capacity. Where are we at, right? I want to have a, I want to have a great culture. I want to, I want to have great people. I want them to love where they work. Um, and so we'll add someone if we're growing in a direction from a real estate asset that we need more, or we'll add someone if uh, my, I feel like my team is uh, needs some help. Okay, and. The numbers behind that, I don't know. We're going to make it yeah. work. We, we we charge ourselves a, a management fee, right? So there's entities that hold the property, and then we have the phone group. That's yep. the, the that's the that's the whatever the operating company. And you know what? Okay, so uh, we need to charge ourselves another five dollars property, ten dollars property this coming year to build that in the budget. Okay, we're paying down debt so doggone aggressively, it's skewed as well. Sure, because because we could re-amateurize our debt. Yep. Yeah. And have all kinds of cash flow. We just cho- cho- choose not to. Yeah. So it's painful. Uh, but but it's yeah. It's but it's a long term vision, yeah. long term plan. Yeah. But it okay. There's two parts. So from the management perspective of only managing your own properties, it makes it 
easier for your team because yeah. if you've done or been involved in any property management and you're dealing with multiple different ownership, third party I'm talking, different ownership groups, they take care of properties in different ways. They yeah. might have the slumlord or you might have somebody that cares and wants and, hey, I'm going to hold this forever. And so that that probably takes they probably love that as far as if they've already been in the business to then work singular for one ownership group that cares yeah. and does it right. Yeah. Um, yeah. hundred um, percent. It's something we talk about a lot around the office. Hey, we own it. We can get around the table at any point, any time of the day and make a decision on what we're going to do on, on anything. So it's funny. I didn't, I didn't think about that until you just said that Max, but nobody in my organization has ever it came from another property management business. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So, like, um, everybody's organic. Yeah. Um, I did this study and put an Excel spreadsheet together a month or two ago. All the names of all, all my team members, how many years they've been with me, and I think we have, like, between the 11 of, of them, we have, like, 40, 40 years of combined experience with, with me, an average tenure of, like, just under four years. And so, but they've all, like, all of our, our whole accounting team, zero experience in the property management. Same thing with leasing, same thing with operations, and all of our construction field guys are, you know, of course, working in construction or whatever, but... Which and is I, great I because then you don't bring over bad tendencies or bad. You you get the ability to shape and mold them, kind yeah. of as you as you see from a company yeah. perspective. Yeah. And the other part of that too, for me, where it's like, how in the heck do you not go? Because I'm I'm certain you guys are you got a you've got a well oiled management team and crew. You have to get approached all the time of like, Josh, please manage my stuff for me. Yeah. That my stuff is a mess, yours is great, please manage it. How do you not, you've had to have been approached in that type yeah. of way too? We, we get some inquiries on that. Um, it's just a very respectful and polite, no, thank you. I, it's I, just I not a part of the, it's yeah, not a no, part of the plan. It doesn't move the needle. I mean, so, so um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't yeah, huh. right, 10 or 20% or whatever it may be. Of sure. The, yep. I, I, it's, it's, and it's also like uh, psychologically, there's like, it's um, uh, I, I wouldn't do it for that alone. For the team, for the culture, for the for the having to think through it. Okay. Uh, as money aside, I just I, I like what we got going on. Yeah. Okay. Off that topic. Sense. How did you come up with the Fulton Street name? Why not the Josh and Kevin show? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fulton is Main Street in Grand Rapids. We're on the both ends, the west side, the east side. I think that's kind of how we came up with it. The Fulton. I like group. It. Yeah. Fun. So yeah. Yeah. And now you're so at it's 2024. Holy cow. Wow, it is. Yeah. yeah. What uh you're 20 in the partnership, right? Year 20. Yeah. Uh yeah, I get what well, yeah, it's uh, 2000 or yeah, Kevin and I met in 2003. Three, nearest yeah. my memory can tell. So 20 years last year. So, so yeah. what is yeah. I mean, what's the what's the game plan and you asked us a little bit too. Like, what's the next five years, ten years look for Fulton Group? Yeah. Uh, so number one is continue to pour into my team um, for for the reasons I said. I, I just um, that is fun for me, like ridiculously fun. Like to walk in to the office and see, see 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 them and give them different experiences of buying new new properties and 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 um, ha- having them grow. So number one, we can't do any of this without the team, and so so that's that's number one. The next five five to ten years, and has been the last five years, but continuing to grow the team. We're we're looking at adding some people. 
and um, we're, we're going to do that. Second thing is um, uh, continuing to buy real estate. Um, we've looked at different opportunities. We've looked at different different things, but we are we're at a tipping point, a snowball to use a Warren Buffett thing or, or whatever. Like we're we're we've set this thing up. We're we're, we're fifteen years in. We're at a fantastic spot. We have a wonderful team. We have a fantastic asset base. We have a uh, a monthly revenue generating machine put together, and it's been slow and steady, and it's been been put together. But we are um, we're we're. we're I, I don't. I think that the best years are are ahead of us yet. And when Kim and I started this business in two thousand eight. I remember us saying, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a widget factory in, in, in Mexico. I don't know if it's building single-family residential homes. I don't know if it's commercial. I remember literally having this conversation. But the Fulton Group and what we're developing and building here from an asset base and revenue base and ultimately years later, the, the team, um, it's going to be a springboard to something else. Mm. And I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I we are going to find the next opportunity and the opportunities, as you guys know, the last four or five, six years have been tough to find. Um, but we are on like a, on a mission to find what that next opportunity is. And that's what it's going to be. It's going to be getting that team, uh, continuing to grow the team and finding what that opportunity is. Um, yeah. It's kind of flipped on its head a little bit from where you started as far as like, Hey, it was hard to find the money. Yep. And the opportunity was right in front of everybody. Yep. Um, but now it's kind of flipped to, hey, it wasn't, it's for the last four years, it has not been hard to find the money, but it's been super hard to find the, the, the deal. Yeah. But even then, like you look at it and you're like, you know, four, five years ago, you're like, this is all time high. This is an yeah. all time high for this price. And it's still pushed up and it yeah. still went up. And yeah. you're like, oh yeah. my goodness, it's wild. So I, I don't know. That's where you guys come in. Where's the opportunities? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. We're still looking. Yeah. We're turning stones. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's been this year's been or this 2023, I should say, this last year. I we talked to three or four different people, brokers on the show or developers and um, investors that all were saying the same thing. It's just it's hard to find that deal right now. Yeah. But then once you do. It's the money's not hard and it comes together pretty quick. Yeah. So I think it's it's just turning stones, turning mm-hmm. stones, and I don't know what it is yet either. Yeah. It's pretty exciting when a popular business moves to a new location, especially when they come to your city. All Seasons Living has moved from Wyoming and is now in their new showroom in Hudsonville. Even better, it's twice the size. Check out LiveAllSeasons.com, a wide selection of premium outdoor furniture featuring everything from tables, chairs, and sofas to umbrellas, rugs, fire pits, pillows, and more. All Seasons Living is now in Hudsonville. Visit LiveAllSeasons.com. I have to rewind a little bit. When you go to purchase a property at this point, Mm -hmm. is it just you and Kevin going through the property initially then, or do you bring like some of your leasing agents through to get a feel for it then? Or how how does that process work then from a team perspective? Yeah, that's a great question. Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because (laughs) we, so we did do a transaction or Sean did a transaction um, with Josh and I, I was outside looking. It was my friend that he was selling the um, six unit for Sean was, 
And so I was CC'd on everything and following along. And the process that you can feel, the it's not just a we're winging it, like we like this property, we're winging it. Sure, but it, we like the property. But now you're going through a process. And that you can feel, and it's great from the broker's side because it's like, here's the checklist. Here's yeah. everything we need to, 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 to check it off the list and all the way through and nothing gets missed, yeah. Includes, including an old you know, uh, permit that didn't clo- get closed out <laughs> from the, the, the before he even bought it for some doors. Yeah. I mean, it's everything is getting meticulously looked through. And I, that's, I'm laughing because Sean and I just were raving about that, how nice it was from his perspective too, where it's like, here's what I need. Check these things off and we're through and we're done. And it was, yeah. it was clean and it was quick. Clear, transparent. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was fun to watch. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for saying that. Yeah, we that's part of the systems and policies and procedures. You can, you can feel it from the and I don't know if you have literally a checklist right in front of you or how you're doing it, but you can feel it from sitting on the other side. Like this isn't their first time. Like this yeah. is a clear process that we're going through to get this thing closed. Yeah. But it was quick too. It wasn't yeah, it, was, it was moving. detailed. Yep. And, uh, and you're going to push and you're going to get answers, but it wasn't, it was never a fear either that, like, hey, these guys are going to run away from a problem either. No. We're going to deal with the problem. Yep. We're not running from it. Yep. That's part of the certainty of closed piece, right? Is that we have our system, we, we go through a checklist, but when we go under contract, we're closing the doggone deal. I just want a, a little bit deeper piece of, okay, what do I need to deal with once I own it? Yeah. Right? And that's yeah, okay. What am I going to yeah. worry about a $5,000 item here or $10,000 item here or 1000 Like, whatever, I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to worry. Just, just, just tell me what it is and we'll, we'll, we'll work through it, right? I've already made the decision. We're going to move forward. If the numbers, if the numbers are that tight, we shouldn't be doing the deal anyway. Sure. Like, like yep. honestly. And that's part of the piece of like what our model is. We're in a really great spot. We got a really great team. We can fix anything and we're paying down debt. We got this wonderful portfolio. Well, okay. What, 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 I don't mean to be flippant or whatever, but like, um, and we're not going to overpay and all these things, but like, really, uh, the you, risk has been minimized yeah. on each one of those process steps for the last 15 years by yes. paying down the yeah. debt, by doing this, yes. by having the checklist and on the, the checklist, buy. Yeah. It's like, it, it, and so when you look at things over a long period of time, it changes your perspective on things. Like, I'm going to buy that building, Max, that we, we, we worked with you guys on. I'm going to own that thing for 100 years. Yeah. Uh, d- yeah. Am I really concerned about a $1,000 door on the side of the yeah. whatever, whatever it may be? No, I'm not going to let that ruin ruin it. And so I think that when you have that vision, that perspective, that understanding, that mission, that whatever you want to call it, I think that maybe is what you experience when you work with us a little bit too. Yeah. Hey, we're driven. We're going to dot the I's. We're going to cross T's. we got a system. we got a process for it. But like, we're moving forward. Just, just kind of want to understand what we're, what we're, what we're doing here. But then on the flip of that, like with stuff that you guys are going through, a lot of the times it's a, we'll call it like a hobbyist management, or like it's not, it's not a true. No one's really managing the property. They're they're owning it. They're collecting rents, but they're not managing the property. Yeah, yeah, so there's like, fun. there's just not a lot of, yeah. yeah. There's not yeah. a lot of info. Sometimes it's like, yeah. 
And so, we're, we're, as we do bigger, uh, bigger transactions, which is the direction that we need to go, right? When you um, when you look at look at what we've done and, and where we're at, like we need to start looking at uh, bigger bigger deals. Does that um, mean more doors under one roof, um, multifamily, yeah, I, or does that mean I mean more more packages doors. of homes, or what? Yeah. What do you? I, I, I think it's um, opportunity once again. Opportunity once again, but I think it's I think it's you know, hey, we need to be looking at million, two, three, four, five million dollar deals versus how we've built the business on, you know, single family, single family deals, right? Yep. Um, and so that's that's a direction we're headed, whether it's industrial, whether it's office, but uh, whether it's uh, multifamily, uh, that's that's where we're headed. And I think that's the piece that's going to be a fun challenge for, for me personally. I think it's going to be a fun yeah. challenge for the team. And I also think it's, we're not going to get to a, a, a growth based on, you know, right, where we're at now by continuing to buy single family homes. Do you now, do you want to talk talk about your most recent one of your that it purchased on the commercial side or no? I mean, we can. Um, yeah, I mean, and just kind of what your vision of that and how you're. Yeah. We don't have to either because I can. We can pull anything out. So, yeah. um, I, I guess if I given the choice, I'd like to like to hold on okay. that because yeah. I think it's a it's a it's an area that um, we work. Yeah, yeah, we work really hard to identify where the opportunities are. Off off air, I'm happy to chat with you about it. Obviously, but um, and and it's not like we have anything special. We don't we don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're yeah, it's uh, early. It's early. Yeah. So I think that's going to be though. I mean, it's the opportunity is harder to find even still, and I think that's going to be consistent through this year. And even with even with interest rates signaling whatever that means signaling to come down i i don't think prices are coming down so if interest rates come down i think prices just keep going up and then it's rental rates that'll be the interesting part for me to watch like for it's just when do rental rates catch up to new construction and development costs because it's just like on the retail side it's had to it's had to Stop or not stop, but it has had to slow down immensely in retail. Yeah, for new so. construction. For new construction, yeah. Unless um, it's a single tenant, single you know, tenant, yeah. But from a, I mean, a strip center perspective, that, yeah. how many of those do we see going up in West Michigan? It's, it's very rare. But there's a huge demand. for There's it. a huge demand. Yeah, they, like they'll fill if it's at a rate that can work, but not at you forty bucks be a square 40 foot. Forty plus bucks a square foot, triple net. And have it eighty percent pre lease before you get going. And the wow. tenants want to be uh, the tenants want to be still in the twenties. Yeah, high twenties. So, yeah. So how if, does that reconcile? I don't know. I, that's a great either. question. One of the things that baffles me is construction construction costs <clears throat> compared to existing existing uh, building uh, where you can you can buy stuff for. There's a correct me if I'm wrong, but there's yeah. a big. I don't know everything, but related to this, you guys are way closer. But is there there is a big gap between? Yes. Um, okay. With the exception, I would say in I'd say the smallest gap is probably multifamily and um, industrial, which have been the two hottest markets, and those prices just keep going up because the construction costs has continued to go up, and the industrial market. I mean that price per square foot for that existing building yeah. has gone up and followed but it. With that said too, like when I look at the office market, I think some tenants are willing to say, okay, I'll pay for class A new construction building. Like give me the brand new, mm. the glorious building rather than being at a B, B plus building. 
especially in downtown Grand Rapids. I think AccuSure is a great example of that. Hey, we'll pay for brand new construction, but we're going to have the nicest space in downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of abandoning that property that's not been maintained or updated or cleaned up in any way for the last yeah. 30 years. Yep. Someone like them, someone like RDV going in downtown saying, okay, we're just going to pay for new construction because it's going to be an employee retention. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, so that's where... But, but it's also, it's, it's hard to go, take your B building and say, okay, now dump a bunch of money into it with a hope that, well, some tenant's going to come that's going to pay $25, $30. You got to have them in hand because like even yeah. like from the re- back to like retail, which Chris does a ton of, it's like, yeah, you're going to find your end cap nationals that'll yeah. pay that 40 bucks, 45 bucks a square foot to make the numbers work. But then those middle units that are more maybe regional or local type tenants, they yeah. can, they're not... Their pricing hasn't gone up enough no. or the to to pay thirty five bucks. Yeah, when I look at it, the great clips of the world can only pay so much. Like yeah. it's just, it gets it gets tight. Yeah. Although I did just get my hair yeah, cut. Looks good. We'll get a and it was it was expensive. <laughs> I was like, oh prices <laughs> are going up. Yeah. 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 I guess my maybe they charge me more for my hair being so long. Yeah. 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 And dirty. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's Greek's ball. <laughs> gets taxed. Josh, have you guys ever thought about looking for opportunities, partnering with anyone then? Or is it kind of your perspective to say, hey, we're going to do our own thing? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, short answer is no. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's we got a good thing going on. And we can make the decisions and... Um, uh, partnership, uh, you know, has a break and a gas pedal, has a yin and a yang, and it has a, a, a right. So, uh, um, to throw, I don't know that I want the responsibility, yeah. right? I, 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 um, of, of investors. Um, so I never say never. Uh, there's always, there's always, you know, reasons and whatever. But to answer your question, like directly, I would say no. I, I think, um, We've gotten to a spot that there's not much that we can't do that we would feel comfortable doing from yeah. a deal size, right? Um, and, um, you know, uh, Charlie Munger, right? Big Warren Buffett yep. and Charlie Munger fan. I don't know if you watched on CNBC, he passed away a month yep. or two ago. And he and Becky Quick did an interview with him. And it, it's an hour-long interview, really good. But he said in there, he said, Warren and I, not that it's all about the dollars, but he said, Warren and I would have a lot more money if we didn't have investors, and the reason, and then he explained and followed up, and he said, the reason is, is because we didn't take risks that we should have because we didn't, we had our investors' money at play. Yeah. And so Warren and I were fine. We've been fine for 50 years or whatever. We would have taken that risk, but we chose not to, and it would have been a big win because we had our investors' money. And I don't ever want to be in a spot to have to make a decision like, ah, oh, I don't, geez, I'll be fine, but these investors are whatever it may be. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know if that answers yeah, your question, but like, so that, that's some, that's like an internal struggle, if you will, aside from the dollars and aside from the whatever else, like there's a philosophical or a psychological or a whatever that I, 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 we really think around that specific topic. Yeah. Um, so I will say, if we did partner uh, with somebody on something or whatever it would be, it for sure would have to be the right partnership arrangement where there's a high level of trust, a high level of respect, um, and understanding um, a, all those things. And I feel like the, the other partner would have to add some value that your team just can't do. Yeah. 
Uh, right. Which and is I'm, hard. I mean, look, at this sure. point, hard to find. Yeah, oh, I'm sure there's people who could add yeah. value to what we're doing. <laughs> right? We don't have it all figured out by any means. But um, that's when I. That's why I say, like, the deal size that we would want to do or whatever. I mean, right, we're talking a $100 million type something. Uh, yeah, well, okay, well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, that's not an area I'm quite comfortable yet in. But, um, so, yeah, really, really yeah. good question. So, no, it's just Kevin and I and, um, and we've looked at that. I remember having some meetings early, and it would have been really, really easy to take equity, give yes. equity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's and, hard and, to get it back once you give it up. Yeah. So um, we chose the route of taking some short-term money and overpaying at 18% story I was telling you yeah. versus bringing in some some partners. Yeah. And not Great to, question. maybe you don't have an answer for this, and that's fine, but 20-year partnership with Kevin, I mean, what— what originally kind of drew you guys together to partnership? And then, I mean, cliche, but it is like you're essentially, it's a, a business marriage at that point of 20 yeah. years. That's a long yeah. relationship yeah. to have with yeah. somebody. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how does that, 20 years is a long time and any insight into that and why it works? And Yeah, I think there's, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, processing and thinking on this because that's a great question. I, I've, I've had to answer that before, right? People ask mm-hmm. the question. Um, so, uh, number one, I think it is a clear understanding and, and direction that you are going together in an alignment, if you will, of we we both have the same vision, the same alignment. Um, we both have our day jobs. We both are going to do this. It's a long-term investment. We're never going to sell. Some of those bigger like some of those bigger things. So I think alignment and understanding and vision and a clear like um, where we're going in this together. That would be that would be the first thing. Second thing would be um, a a clear understanding of each other's skill set mm-hmm. and a respect for that skill set. Right? Like I, I I don't know that we've had a disagreement or argument in twenty years. I respect what he thinks and vice versa. We understand um, that we bring different things to the table from um, our views on things. And there's just, there's an under understanding there. Right. And so yeah. I think that would be a second thing. The third thing would be um, uh, staying, staying connected. Right. It's like, it, it, I'm not. I mean, let's let's use a let's use a marriage analysis, right? I'm not the same guy that my wife married 15 years ago. Right? right. I've changed. Yeah. I've grown, and thank goodness I have, right? Because she yeah. she wouldn't want to be. <laughs> yeah, with me, right? Right. But like, right. Uh, I, I, um, and so I think you know you have you've heard all heard those stories. Like, yeah, I woke up and he was different, or she was different over it. Well, why? Uh, 10 years into a marriage, five years, 20 years, 30 years. Why? Because you didn't stay connected. So, so same thing in a, in, a, in a marriage, if you will. I think in a partnership, you have to stay connected and because people change. Like, and, and we want them to, right? From, yeah. a, from a knowledge, from, a, from an understanding, from a, uh, what's going on in their life, uh, what's important to them, uh, the time, use of time-wise or uh, uh, financially or whatever. But life changes, like change is constant. So I guess the third piece, I think, in the success of us as I've kind of processed through this is, is, is staying connected and, and, and connecting and talking and, and, and working through things and being familiar with each other, if that makes sense. As you guys have gotten bigger and more, more trust has been built, 
you probably have to talk less to about each individual deal. But then like, how often are you guys meeting? Because it, at this point, like if Josh says, yep, this is a good deal. Like Kevin's already in. You don't even have to ask him. You know, he's already in. But like, how often are you guys talking about that deal? And do you guys do everything, everything together or are there investments outside of each other? And Uh, we, um, so first question first. So, um, uh, the we um sorry what was the first part of that question i think the first part of the question i don't even remember but kevin is like what how often are you guys connecting on each individual Uh, transaction or or just in general like i mean how often you guys have to talk to we we, we talk and connect uh you know uh obviously it changes month by month or whatever different busyness seasons of life but yeah we're we're connecting once twice a week type of thing is he still Uh, at treadstone as well okay so you guys aren't even in the office together still not in the office together no so um i run i run uh the phone group on a day-to-day basis right and um so that's 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 a that's a that's that's a piece of that, and he's he's at his his business there. Um, uh, but we, we connect once twice a week, whether it's on whatever, just connecting and, and whatever, talking about I don't know, not not, not even necessarily a transaction or a deal or whatever. Sure. Else, but yeah. it's just that's part just of that number up. three, connected, yeah. right? Catching up, what's going on? How's this? What's that? What what, what are you doing here? Hey, how, what happened here? What? So that would be that would be that um, on just a generalized basis, right? Um, uh, we have a uh, we have an accounting meeting. Uh, I'll just randomly list some things. So that's a general connection. We have accounting meeting uh, once a month where we get together and we we sit down with uh, with Monica, our controller, and the three of us sit down. We get kind of a reconciliation report, and so that's become a really good meeting to just understand that. Um, and then if we're looking at a specific opportunity or deal, um, we'll we'll chat on it. He's looking for things. I'm looking for things. We'll we'll bounce things back and forth. We'll go look. Um, you know the the deal we yep. did together. We, we we drive over there, take a look at it together, and, and we both sit in the car afterwards. Like, all right, what are we gonna do? All right, yeah. let's do it. Let's not do it. Let's whatever. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers yeah, your question. So I mean, you guys are. It's still. I mean, it's he's in it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah, not absolutely. just. A, yeah. It's not just a set it and forget it for him either. He's no, just, yeah. he's still well, part of it. Yep. Yep. Um, so um, yeah. What about so, what about you said? Gotta go got to go bigger right and we were talking right earlier too of like prices keep going up i mean does that part of it make you nervous at all like hey we got to keep growing got to keep growing got to keep buying is there i mean is there any signals to you of like hey like pause again take a breather or is it is it back to work and opportunities there um we're only buying deals that make sense to us because we don't have to buy another piece of real estate ever. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if that answers the question, but like, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you got to believe in the real estate. So we got to believe, got to believe in what we're doing. Um, uh, yeah. So bigger deals, uh, different deals. Uh, I think, I think the next five to 10 years of us, you're going to see, uh, it, it, it's going to be multifamily, but it's also going to be some other, some okay. other product, whether it's office, whether it's industrial, whether it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does that answer that question? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, do you, even from that, I would say like for guys that are listening that are, because we do have a lot of like brokers, I mean, yeah. bring, bring opportunities. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, bring opportunities that don't make any sense. 
Yeah. What do I mean? That, that honestly, that's our that's 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 our thing. Like, I don't yeah. want something that's so washed down, sanitized, whatever you want to call it. That, that, that's not us. Yeah. We're we're the um, uh, we're the we're the. This thing's broken. Yeah, How do I put broken. it back together and yeah. make it work and buy it at a value yeah. because of that? Because no one yeah. else could figure out how to fix this. No one can, yeah, and you talk about hobbyist management, right? Like uh, the last three or four buildings we've bought, we're all, I, I'm going gonna, yeah. gonna to steal that phrase, hobbyist management. Well, uh, so I look at that, I, I say, well, th- we, can, we can fix this. This is just like trying to identify what the problem is with a piece of real estate. But like, Bring us your thirty uh, percent uh, occupied, yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, piece of real estate. It, it doesn't matter. Type, Nobody wants that. Sure. Right. Like, yeah. Don't bring us. I mean, we want. We want good. <laughs> yeah, but like, because okay. uh, like, that's that's where we that's where we like to play. The metrics. Yeah. The real estate itself is a good. It's good real estate, but there's something in the process of it that's broken. Yeah. yeah, whether it's the management, whether it's deferred maintenance, whether it's something, yeah. tenants some, yeah. need to get bring bring us a building that that, that the tenants are behind. Bring us a building that's thirty percent occupied. We're working on one right now. It's yep. like forty percent occupied. Uh, not great management, in my understanding, um, and uh, d- deferred maintenance and. And, and it's like, this is fun. This is a challenge. And we're able to purchase that at a price that makes sense too. And so when I say bring us, bring us, the, bring us something nobody else wants, right? That's probably part of that contrain. You're going to look this way. I'm looking I'm this way. I'm this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so That's the opportunity. And, and we're at a spot in where we're at with our banking relationships and uh, in, in equity and, and, and all that, that, that. Like, it's not, we're not. Uh, financing isn't a contingency for us. Yeah, Where, yeah. Right, as you guys know, as yeah. you get, get a thirty percent occupied, you go do a listing appointment for that. You're like, oh, geez, you better, have a, good better have a good story yeah. or a strong, it, it, a lot what, of cash at that bank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what, yeah. We, what we found is trying to find these these windows of opportunity. Like we bought oh, over the last three four years, we bought in probably I don't know six eight like ten unit or below buildings. Like right, well. What the analogy we say is they're way too big for your mom and pop investor. Yes, yep. they're too way small too small. Yeah, and so that's that piece. Some version yep. of that is what we're what we're looking for. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna close quick. We're gonna have a checklist. Yeah. We're gonna work through it. We're gonna give a certainty of close, and we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. So well, and that's, that's a, been a huge. That's been a great niche for Sean in itself because even from that same standpoint, it's not. A lot of the stuff is that he's working on. He's working on bigger stuff too, but it's fifty units or less, and so you're not seeing that institutional brokerage that he's competing with. And most of the people that he is competing with is a residential realtor that's never sold an investment property and doesn't know how to underwrite it, never done a flip or a turn of a unit, or and so he's got all that background, and he just. He he's found a cool little niche. Great, with that. yeah, yeah. yeah really, he's uh, gonna he's gonna be do really. He's gonna he have is. a good year this year. A great guy, really, really great guy. Good to get to know him during that transaction. And, no. uh, smart guy, sharp guy. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, good person. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what we that's what we see. Um, and where we want to be and where we're going. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's exciting. So no no like hey we made it. Let's put our feet up. You guys are pushing even. You're going to push harder. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. In a smart way. 
Yeah, I think in a smart way, right? Uh, but you can't. You can be patient. Yeah, well, what, you put yourself in yeah. a place where I, you're, there's I, no desperation. I look at you like when I think of corporate America. Like I work with some corporate tenants, and they have to grow stores because they have a stock price they have to answer to. Right? Yeah. They have investors that they got to go back to. You don't have a gun to your head saying you we need we need to buy X amount right. of properties this year. <laughs> it's funny you say it because I said to Calvin probably a year and a half ago. I go, hey. You look at our balance sheet. If we had a board of directors, they would, you and I would be fired. They would, yes, they'd be yeah, like, we, pull the debt out, yeah. double out of the debt, yeah, so the cash, let's that, yeah. triple, quadruple <laughs> yeah. next yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. And so, but <laughs> we waited, to your point. We're patient. We, we, we had an 18-month, the longest dry spell in my 20-some-odd-year career was an 18-month dry spell from the last three 21 units we bought. We, we closed down it in April of 2022. Is that the one off of Michigan? 3% fixed rate. No, it was uh, three uh, three other three okay. other like Heritage Hill yep. property. Um, well, we closed that at a three, three and an eighth, I think, <laughs> ten-year fixed low. But anyway, we closed on that in April of 2022, and we didn't buy anything the rest of 2022 and all of 2023 until I think uh, October. And I remember, like, again, we're on an 18-month dry spell, longest in my 20-some odd year career. Yeah. But to your point, that and, and you look at the balance sheet, you look at what are like, why aren't you? There's something yeah. to buy. Go figure this out. Well, yeah, uh, we're okay. You're not forced to do anything. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny you bring up the, yeah. the your experience with the corporate uh, whatever because yeah. we look at that the same. They way. would be pissed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they <laughs> would be gone. We would be yeah. gone. We could yeah. find a different career. So, yeah. you have how much equity yeah. in these houses? <laughs> and you're not tapping into that yeah. to do the next one. Yeah. Why are you even talking? Yeah, yeah. What's uh? That's um. What was I gonna? I was gonna ask you something about that too. Oh, what made you flip back into 23 then to 23 to jump back in? Uh, opportunity. You just saw an opportunity. Saw an opportunity, right? Okay. I mean, the, the, the transaction yep. with, with you and, and a couple others saw the opportunity, and uh, uh, one of those, one of those, like, how, how does this, how does this not work? We don't know. We don't know about some of the recent acquisitions. Like, it was a little out of our zone, but. I, I, I never say never. Knock on wood. Whatever. I, I, I think we're going to do just fine. Um, and uh, look, you know, we're looking where everybody else isn't. Um, what, what nobody wants right now, right? That, that's typically when everybody wants it, uh, that's not the time to buy it, yep. right? And so we're, we're trying to find properties, uh, asset classes that nobody wants right now um, for whatever reason. Um, and uh, the poorer the management, the better the the better The better the upside us. for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So. And then hold, clean it up hold forever what about like on all the single family homes and roofs and i mean your basis is so low but maybe on more recent purchases like like from the single family you hear people be like well a single family home you know one door you got you still have the same roof you got the water heater you got the furnace you got the ac i mean as those things go and does that i mean does that eat away at too much of the the profit, the net, or is it? It doesn't even matter because you're looking at it from fifty year. Looking at it over the long run, when you have low or no debt, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of the nice things is that everything's in those couple key neighborhoods, so it's like a giant apartment complex of a hundred units here and a hundred units there. So from a, they're they're close, but yeah, to your point, there's another door, another water heater, another this, another that. We got a great. Great team of five guys that are out in the field every single day, um, and uh, t- taking care of that stuff. Great system for that. Um, 
but uh, yeah, that's that's a pro- I'm probably uh, it's a great question, and I think very valid and true. Uh, I'm probably a little uh, crass to it or jaded to it or whatever. It's probably a bigger issue than I than I realize. Yeah. Um, but it's what we built, so I love that's it. Somebody, yeah. That's somebody yeah. that's buying one house, right? And you're you're spreading yeah, it over across the whole portfolio, such a portfolio yeah. that it dilutes that. What I uh, it, it's become a multi. Family, it's become a multifamily complex yeah. as opposed to a single family home investment. I think it stinks to own one, two, three rental properties. I think you need to own a hundred or you need to own none. Well, yeah. I, that's like, I'm like, I think they just much. changed it to five percent down for is it eight doors or less that you can buy for? I'm not or is sure. it? It might be is four it? and down, and you can you can do five percent down to buy a oh. four four door apartment okay. building less and owner occupy it. Okay. And I'm like, if you're if you're buying a four unit, a fourplex, and you're only putting five percent down, like you still need more cash than that. Like that doesn't solve. Yeah. That's not gonna give you a lawn for that long. No, I mean you're gonna have water heaters, yeah. roofs, furnaces, delinquent rent, like uh, whatever it might be, del- delinquency. I mean, and I'm like, I wonder if that's gonna be. I wonder if that's gonna be an issue. Yeah. But. Hmm. Yeah. I think if uh, what, there was one other thing that I wanted to ask you, what were we talking about right before that? About the oh the multifamily, we were talking about that corridor and building it out into almost some like multiplex. It doesn't matter. I'll think of it. Yeah. Come to you later. It'll come to me <laughs> at, yeah. later when I'm driving home. Because <laughs> you lost your hair. Yeah. 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 Totally lost. Yeah. Well, Samson, you lost your powers. No, no, I'll think of it. But either way, I mean, how many are you comfortable? How many units are you guys up yeah, into in those neighborhoods? Um, we, I think the most recent numbers we have, I think it's like 146 locations and 270 units is the is the number. Wow. That's so, what that's, that's what I was thinking about was like when we met, and yeah. I was so I was shocked when you told us your how you do all your leasing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean that's fascinating, and there's a leasing period and a move in, move out period, and yeah. all done in the same same time period. And fascinating. Yeah. So um, yeah, all of our all of our leases, right? So one of the things we said earlier was this this kind of stinks. Like we're we're turning properties twelve months out of the year. These five come, and then these ten in June, and these fourteen in October, or whatever. Let's systematize this thing. Like one of the mantras we have in our business is less moving parts. Period. Mm-hmm. Like in all that we do, I want less moving parts. From from how we do something in accounting to how we take a maintenance request to uh, whatever, less moving parts. So in that in that thought, what we said early on is, why are we turning properties twelve months out of the year? Why don't we pick like the five or six best months in Michigan to move, and let's build the business model around that. So every single one of our units, with exception of a couple that you know someone bought out their lease or whatever. But even when someone buys out their lease, we get them back on either a shorter term or a longer term lease. But every single one of our units turn over in April, May, June, July, or August. That's it. So go ahead. That's smart. Yeah. So, um, so that's 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 what we do, and we but that's where it's run more like a multifamily complex as opposed to like a a single family home, too, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. all of that. So we have a we have a yeah. So that's that's our 
that's our process uh, that we develop and we refine that. I mean, something that we've done informally, but you guys will like this and probably applies to your business. Um, something we've done informally is what, what are we doing today that we shouldn't be doing? There's, there's systems, there's processes, there's procedures that we do every single day. Yep. Why? Because we haven't scrolled down to the bottom of the email and clicked on subscribe. So like, how many emails do you swipe right or left or whatever mm-hmm. it is yep. every single morning because they send you a, if you just scroll down, it seems silly, but you'd save 30 seconds a day. So just scroll down, unsubscribe. Yep. So what do we need to unsubscribe to in our life, in our business, in, it's a, in our process? It's right? good life lesson. Yeah. So, so one of the things that we've done informally, but we, we're going to do it more formally in 2024 is a quarterly elimination meeting. So we all, the whole team gets around the table, all of us, and we say, okay, what silly things are we doing that we don't need to do anymore? Yep. They, they, they needed to be in place a year or two or five ago, but they don't need to be in place anymore because we're better. We've learned. We've figured it out. Yep. And so that has created an extreme amount of efficiency, right? We, um, we, we manage 270 units with 11 people, five in the field and, and six in the office. Um, but we also do new acquisitions with that. It's not just pure property management, right? So I mm-hmm. think those metrics are are pretty good. So, But it's, it comes down to efficiency. And that's a whole team that'll be a part of that, of like, hey, I'm doing this every single day, guys. Yeah. Like, I don't, from the property manager to the site guy to whoever. Yeah, you, we're going to get mean, in. Yeah. The bring, leasing agent. Bring it to us. Bring it to the group. We'll talk yeah, through bring, it. And if bring, we can get rid of it, we will. Yeah, right. We'll bring in some lunch. We're all, we're all going to stand around the table here in this first quarter. We're going to have the whiteboard up there. All right, who's got the best idea? What are we doing that, that's, that that's just silly? That's like stupid why we're doing that. Well, I'm doing this and doing, okay, great. Put it on the board. And then let's let it acclimate. Let's let it sit with us for a little while, a week, a month or whatever. And if we can truly eliminate it, let's eliminate it. I've done that a lot with our accounting. We used to have different reports and this and that, whatever that you never look at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great example. So so what uh, What else are we, uh, I mean, it's a challenge for all of us on the on the call here or whatever today. Like, what, what do you do in your business that, that's, that's a complete waste of time? And it's a challenge for, for my team and our business, and we're going to eliminate things every single quarter, right? It's kind of like you should find a way in your business every single month to cut expenses. Find something every month to cut. Uh, you, 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 don't, you don't make money by what, you, what, what the top-line revenue. You make money by top-line revenue. Less expenses is the net, right? Yep. And so let's, let's not just focus on top-line revenue. Let's also focus on the expenses, um, because there's there's wins to be had in, in both of those areas, and this is kind of an example of that quarterly elimination meeting is a version of that, if you will. So, and and that too, and what like the the other part of that too that I liked, I think I think you said you do it annually, where every property goes up on the board, and yep. you talk through each one of the properties as far as almost like a state of the union for each one of the properties. Like yep. where is it? Where does this property sit today? Where should rent be at? What yeah. maintenance items yep. do we need to do? Wow. All yep. for every 100 and how many did you say? 146, 146. locations. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, we put, we put up, put on a spreadsheet. We go offsite with the team and we look at every single, every single property. And that's a, something I learned in a Sam Walton, Walmart, right? Yeah. Wrote a book. I forget the name of it, but I bought it at a thrift store in Florida 10 years ago. And he, in there, he talks about you have to, if you want to change things and you want to fix things, you got to narrow it in to like to, to, to a store level, IO level to fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, when you're running an organization like Walmart, you can't sit around a board yeah. table and have conversations about an issue about whatever it may be and just ruminate in that. No, bring it to the lowest common, lowest level, lowest common denominator that you can. 
So that is my version, our business of doing that. What's going on with that property? It needs paint. Really? Why? Well, why doesn't it rent as quick as the other? Well, it doesn't have a garage. Okay, well, whatever it may be, yeah. we sit there Let's with talk through it. Yeah, we sit there with accounting, operations, leasing, everybody, and go, what, what? And some of them are great, and we, we move through them pretty quick, but it's a whole day where we look at every single aisle in our Walmart store, if you will, or whatever analogy you want yeah. to use. And that's, that's our version of looking at every single line item in our portfolio. Wow. Just completely simple. Hey, uh, yeah, that simplifies it. Cause like when you start looking at it, like, like in my mind goes to like government, you like look at government yeah. and it's like, Oh my God, how do you ever turn yeah. the ship of this thing? And it's like, well, maybe it's at the, yeah. maybe it's at the school, school board. board. Yeah. Right. All yeah. the way up the yeah. other way. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, look at that stuff. Um, and we have policies in place too. Like if you show a property five times and it, and it doesn't get leased, we're all going over there as a team to see what the problem is because there's not not a single property in our portfolio that if we show it five times, it shouldn't, shouldn't be leased. What would be an example of of an issue? That uh, uh, yeah, so we'll walk over there and, and different leasing advisors, different people over time, whatever, and we all see things different, right? Yep. Like, yeah. uh, you, the whole analogy: you can walk into a room and you see the tilt on the on the on the uh, the, the painting on the wall, and no one else sees it because it's in your house, but it's, it's always that way. So the, the leasing advisor, no fault of his or hers goes into this property and has showed it five times and hasn't leased it. I can walk in there, someone else on my team can walk in there and go, well, no no kidding that you haven't leased this thing. Did, 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 you, did, did, did you got the smell in here? Yeah. And they didn't smell it. Or, or do you got, this is a train sure. wreck in here. How, yeah, how do you, so messy. Okay, well, great. Then we got to send a, send an email to the tenants and say, hey, we're trying to lease this thing. Can you, can you get the place cleaned up, right? But yeah. So that's the, just... The small things. Are you yeah. are you complete for your management side? I mean, are you are you still taking checks? Or are you completely electronic on that? All that too, oh, electronic. Yeah, okay. we use a we use a software that we onboarded probably four or five years ago. Actually, it was five years ago because I got some cups in the mail for a five year anniversary. <laughs> so um, so yeah, Appfolio is, a, is the okay. you guys have probably heard of yep, that yep. or some of the listeners probably have. But um, Appfolio, we we love it. We uh, we're hesitant. We vetted it very very heavily because I want to make sure it was going to integrate with you know CPA and things but we it, it's fantastic we probably aren't even using half of the power of of the system and that's that's on us but um, it's good good program what other items have you guys vertically integrated into Fulton group I mean are you doing your own snow plow are you doing your own do you have an electrician on set like are they, or have you not yet? Uh, or don't need to? That's a great question. It goes to the less moving parts mantra, which is we have five full-time carpenters, general trades, maintenance guys that can kind of jack of all trades type of a thing. Mm-hmm. But then we have built a wonderful network of subcontractors that, that, that we sell all that stuff out to just because we don't want to... We don't want to have to keep a plumber specific. That's that that is his or her talent. We don't want to have to keep them busy. We want to be able to sub that stuff out. So we got a wonderful, wonderful network of subs, suppliers, uh, and then our five guys that can handle just about just about anything. It's a it's interesting because like that like as you're going through this, I'm like so many different ways that my ADD would be like, we oh, got to yeah. chase this. We got to yeah. do that. We should be Especially doing this. Especially 147. But then to just stay so laser focused yeah. on your. And, that, that, that's where it comes down to, to processes. Yeah. And yeah. having a quick process in, in mind. Yeah. And the yeah. mission, I think, well, it probably starts with the vision, right? Of like, where, yeah. where are we headed? Yeah. And do we really need to make snow plow? Do we really need to 
plow snow? Yeah. yeah. No, we're gonna, Does that move the needle? No, no we're going we're gonna to sub that out. We're going to manage that. We're going to find good relationship. If we don't like the current relationship or there's an issue, then we're going to gently move on from that, and we're going we're gonna to find another one. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So process, process-driven. How do, in, in this, I mean, I think you just answered it, but as you grow and push and, you know, add to the team, how do you make sure that it doesn't get away from you as far as the process, the detail, the all of that, on the acquisition, all the way from acquisition to the management? I mean, as you're doubling the size, you're bringing more people into the into the fold. Yeah, my gut, or first thing in my head on that is just continue to pour into my people. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like Monica's fantastic, Caleb's fantastic, Olivia's fantastic, Shannon, everybody on our team. But it, 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 that's that's because I, 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 don't, I don't win every day. I fail a lot, but I try to spend a, 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 a good amount of time coaching them up, getting them put together. Like, right? They're, they're, my, my, if I were gone for two months, business goes on. If I were gone for six months, business goes on. Is there some hiccups? Sure. Right? Because sure. my personality and my uh, energy and my demeanor and my whatever, sure, it looks different if I were gone for six months and come back. But make no mistake, I 100% believe that I have spent an extreme amount of time with my team and love spending time with them, that they're going to make decisions just about as good, if not better in a lot of cases than I am. Well, that kind of goes back to your whole quarterly get-together, quarterly meeting, right? Yeah. Allowing them to have decisions, allowing them to have a say of, hey, I think this could be done better, X, Y, or Z. And like, obviously, you still keep in contact with, yeah. with Kevin as well, too, and just, yeah. hey, weekly calls. Yeah. What are we doing? How, how, what's happening? What's going on? How are we yeah. doing? I, <clears throat> was at an event, I don't know, six, seven years ago, and I heard this saying, I said, all relationships come down to these three things. And it's like, it comes back to me and comes back to me and comes back to me. Whenever I have an issue with a relationship, whenever I'm not on the same page with someone, whenever there's tension between the relationship, whatever it may be, it comes back to these three things. And so this is what I try to do. And I, I fail daily, but I try to do it with my team and relationships. The speaker said, it comes down to how you make people feel welcomed, reassured, and significant. Mm-hmm. Welcomed, reassured, significant, which is, so, so think about it from a, I, mean, I don't know, think about someone that you have an issue with right now in your life where you're just not quite as connected, whether it's your spouse, your sibling, your friend, your whatever else. When's the last time you made them feel welcomed? Hey, thanks for being here. Really appreciate that you came to the basketball game today. Really appreciate seeing you. Well, let's, I'll use an analogy coming down the stairs at, at our office. What do I, I try my best in the morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? What's going on? You're welcomed. I'm happy you're there, right? Yeah. Welcomed. Reassured. Hey, it's okay. We all make mistakes. We're a team. It's going to be fine. Hey, you're doing the right things. Just keep putting the pickle on the burger. Reassured you're at the right company. Yeah. Reassured that I have your back, right? Um, it's all going to be okay in tough moments, right? Welcome, reassured, and then significant. Hey, I couldn't do this without you. Like you're a big part of this team. We need you. We yeah. need you. Yeah. So it's just That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Welcome, reassured, and significant. And so I look at that and I look at problems I have with people and I go, it's my own doggone fault that so and so and I are disconnected. When's the last time I made him or her feel welcomed? When's the last time I made them feel reassured that 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 they have that 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 they're they're in the right place, that their job's not in jeopardy, that that I'm so thankful that they're in my life. When's the last time I made them feel uh, significant? 
and and I'm even like taking it from the flip side of like and and I played sports growing up and I've been you know worked different different places. Being the new guy sucks. You're yeah. like, you, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Being the new guy is horrible. It's like yeah. you don't feel any of those things. Yeah. And and for some time, right? Until yeah. you're in the mix. So it's like and the best teams that I played for or the best places I worked. No one ever articulated it, but you felt all those things. Yeah, or the or the or the, or the lack of them. Yes, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 If it's a poor business or a poor team, you you felt the complete opposite. You fell out on the island, yeah. and you're like, I don't know where I stand with anybody in this yeah. room. I think it applies to our tenants, uh, right? It applies to our uh, vendors. It applies to whatever. It applies to every relationship in life, my my opinion. So it's just something that I really gravitate towards and, and makes a lot of sense. So, um, yeah. It's pretty, it's fascinating. It's a, you have a, you have a fascinating brain in the sense that it like you can bring it down to like oh, uh, simplify what exactly you're saying. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, you can tell you put a lot of thought into that. Yeah, well, but it's so simple. Ed, keep it simple. Less moving parts. It's not. It's not. We don't need to make. We, we make things more complicated than they need to be in a lot of in a lot of things, right? So, yeah, good. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Chris is coming back in. I'll wait for him for two seconds. Yeah. But yeah, thank thank you so much. And I I appreciate. And I I think I said this. Is a, hopefully is a compliment to Eric too, but like I see a lot of the tendencies that he has. Um, you guys are very similar brain set, like their mindset like that. And yeah. I just appreciate, yeah. Thank you yeah. for your time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank a, you very much. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Really appreciate it. Really thank cool you what you've done and they're doing. So. Yeah, thank you. We'll keep after it. Um, there's a lot more work to do and a lot more fun to have. So appreciate you guys and value having having on hopefully added some value to you guys yeah, cool. good thank you thank so you. much appreciate it appreciate it